0: Welcome to a special interview episode of LocoCast.net. My name is Craig Maloney. This interview comes from our recent trip to Ohio Linux Fest. Rick Harding gets the chance to sit down with Aaron Toppens, where they discuss Aaron's talk about attack vectors for laptops and about password security. All right, so I'm here with Aaron, how do you say your last name, Toppens? Toppens. Very cool. Aaron gave a great talk today, I hear, about passwords and encryption uh, on your system. Now, it sounded like your, your talk was more about system level on like the hardware kind of stuff based on from what I hear. Unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't get to make it. I had a man in booth, so I missed it. So, you have to give me the lowdown on what, what, what we're talking about here.
1: All right. So, I covered a, a concept that I've been putting together for years called password theory. It talks about the mathematics of passwords, script analysis of passwords, how they can be broken. And then I finish the talk off with decrypting file systems, or decrypting encrypted file systems. Specifically, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: Decrypting encrypted. I thought that's all safe. If I if I click that encrypt my home directory button, I'm all safe and good to go, right?
1: I can I can break your encrypted home directory.
0: No, no, that's that's not good. We can't <laughs> no, it's have not. that. No. How? So how in the world are you doing that?
1: There's I, there's there's two methods, common methods. There's the cold boot attack, uh, and the evil made attack. Both have different principles on how you execute, but it renders an encrypted file system broken.
0: Really? And so you, what do you have to have access to the hardware then? You steal my laptop and then you can get into it even though I don't think you can? Or
1: Right. The premise of the presentation, of the talk, was that I have physical access to your machine.
0: Yeah. So, so the, the old rule still stays true that no matter what, if they get access to your device, it's just a matter of time, huh? Correct. Correct. That doesn't help me feel <laughs> warm and fuzzy, man. You're making me cry here. Sorry. Oh. They are, so
1: they are speed bumps, and right. to the average attacker, you're probably safe. But yeah. to someone who's dedicated and know what they're doing,
0: so is there are, are there known good workarounds for the thing? Is there something that we should be doing that we're not?
1: In the case of the cold boot attack, you should be shutting your system down completely. When you travel, when you leave it, don't put it in standby, don't right. put it in hibernate. Okay. But with Evil Maid Attack, the only thing you can do is keep your laptop attached to your hip 24-7.
0: Ouch. Yep. Ouch. Shut down or not, if you leave it discarded. What kind of time frame? If I, if I manage to um, activate some remote kill program or something, do I have time to do that? Evil Maid Attack... Requires two visits
1: to your laptop. The first to do, to install oh. uh, a troubled bootloader that has a keylogger, right. and then the second visit to image the drive.
0: All right, so that's good. So it's not easy. If you steal right. it, if I'm at I'm at a, a conference, let's say, and someone walks away with my laptop, that. that you're probably not going to be able to implement that method at least.
1: Right. If, if they walk away with your laptop, they'll probably put it in standby and issue the right. cold boot attack.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Well, that's cool. Though. So, what about the passwords? We chatted a couple months ago about passwords and, and how you know MD5 and all that stuff wasn't any good anymore and the, the Bcrypt, Scrypt were the ways of tomorrow and all that. Um, what did you talk about with passwords and stuff and what do, you, what do you think about some of that? how people are implementing their password security these days? I didn't address the
1: cryptanalysis of the hashing algorithms themselves okay. but rather the password after it's been hashed. Okay. So I talked about methods such as rainbow tables, yes, and using John the Ripper to do a brute force dictionary attack.
0: So what do you um have you played with it at all, like the new GPU brute forcing methods and stuff that people are, you hear the scary stories that now with the Amazon scientific computing clusters and all that, that the old days where eight, nine, even 10 character passwords were, were quote unquote safe are really not that safe these days? The key to my presentation
1: was finding a metric to measure what strong means on a password. Uh-huh. And that really comes down to entropy. And there is a mathematical equation you can apply to your password to see how much entropy you have in the password. Okay. And then uh, if you go to distributed.net, you can see that they're working on cracking a 72 bit key. Wow. And they're moving at about 300 billion keys a second. It'll take them about 500 years. Wow. So that's right there gives you a metric that. Seventy-two bits seems to be okay. Okay, for a so password. when you when
0: you when you take your password and calculate the entropy, you're going to get some kind of bit value out of it on like how. Correct. Awesome. Yep, correct. Is there a good place to go to look at how to do that? If I want to go check my password right now, how do I, how do I figure out my entropy?
1: I could give you the equation over <laughs> the mic. I don't
0: know if it'd be helpful. But is there a URL or something that's a good place to learn about it at?
1: Wikipedia. Uh, Google entropy from information theory. Okay. Um, trying to think. If you go to my website, which is slash presents, uh-huh. those are where I keep all my presentations. There's one for the Ohio Linux Fest 2011. My presentation is there, the PDF is there, I've mm-hmm. got the equation in there, all the info on entropy. So. Cool.
0: So, if you had to give one tip out to everybody, like do this one thing and, and double or triple your safety as far as your security on your on your machines and your stuff, what would it what would it be? What is what's the most common thing you want to hit people over the head for? M-
1: make the passwords longer.
0: So, oh, that brings up that we were chatting with. There was a great uh, XKCD uh, uh, cartoon a little bit ago about how humans have been intentionally or unintentionally beating themselves in the head, trying to remember complex passwords with complex rules, when really all they really need to do is, is to use some kind of phrase, you know, pink ponies are perfectly palatable <laughs> or something. Is a great password, but people don't use that. We don't let them use it on a lot of these sites and things. Is that kind of your experience as well, what you kind of like encourage? Yes.
1: If you look at the equation for entropy, You'll find that it's a logarithmic function, um, and the key to gaining more entropy per cost is length, not adding special characters or uppercase numbers. While they certainly add entropy, they help, you get much more entropy for the cost in length.
0: Right.
1: I got you. So a 12-character passphrase would be, hopefully, if it's not a dictionary word, Mm -hmm. a stronger passphrase than, say, an 8-character that's got random characters in it
0: very so. cool see that's good to know so everyone out there go ditch those eight character dollar <laughs> sign exclamation points and get yourself some pink pony password that's right you need it
1: xkcd did get the entropy calculations wrong unfortunately oh no but he got the concept correct so. you know and so. i think
0: that's what's important was i actually had people asking me about that afterwards and it, those you know i was like you know thank you someone bringing that up because as much as when you you and i say stuff it's not always listened to but uh if you put it in character, you know, stick figure form, it's amazing how much more palatable it is, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly.
0: So, uh, Ohio Linux Fest, you've been down here before? No, this is
1: my first time here. Oh, really?
0: How are you finding it?
1: Not bad. I was, I was disappointed that we didn't have free Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll put that out there. Yeah. Uh,
1: but other than that, no, the venue's great. The exhibits is, are awesome. I mean, people are still here talking. Uh, the presentations I've visited so far have been amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a good group.
1: The execution of the planning and how things are organized is mm-hmm. very impressive to me. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm digging it. I'm totally cool. enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I know. What's, uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen so far today?
1: Um, so far today, actually, all I've seen is Kathy Malmrose's keynote at okay. 9 o'clock. And uh, I had heard of Za Reason, but I thought her keynote was spot on. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, awesome. I'm hoping to go visit some more and see. Yeah, no, we should
0: say it's, it's still it's lunchtime here, so we're just finishing the morning. We're we just finished waking up and, and getting a little bit going. Right, so right. hopefully this afternoon we'll, we'll be picking up and doing some more stuff. So well, yep. very cool. I want to thank you so much for sitting down with us and everything. And uh, everyone, go out there and secure your stuff and check out uh, Aaron's presentation uh, once you get a chance. So have cool. fun. Thanks. We'd like to thank Aaron Topons for taking the time to talk with us. Head on over to his site, www.aarontoponce.org slash presents, that's presents with an S, to take a look at his Ohio Linux Fest presentation and be prepared to be just a little bit scared about how you treat your laptop. We'll have more interview segments coming up, so keep it here on lococast.net. Thanks for listening.